Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Anna Miranda. And Anna began her spiritual journey at the age of 16 after a profound spiritual awakening and near-death experience. Since her experience, she has dedicated her life to the study of metaphysics. As an intuitive coach, Anna utilizes many different forms of intuitive arts to help coach others spiritually and guide them towards discovering their true potential. She is also the founder of the Miranda and a school of intuitive arts. Her school offers development classes and certifications in healing and intuitive arts. You're about to meet someone who I can honestly say was one of the most important people in my life when I discovered my betrayal and when I was healing from my own betrayal. I've said it before that when we're betrayed, we don't trust our betrayer, we don't trust ourselves. So we often reason that at the very least, we can trust in the universe, God, source energy, whatever. My next guest helped me trust in the idea that my betrayal had a huge purpose and eventually would be my greatest gift. I thought she was crazy at the time, but I know now that she was 100% right. Here she is, everyone. Meet my friend and a very special person in my life, Anna Miranda. Okay, everybody. So, you know, I say I'm really excited for our next guest. And of course, I always, I always am excited to, to chat with our next guest. But this one, I, I don't even know where to start here. I'm about to introduce you to Anna Miranda. And yes, she's an intuitive specialist and, and does the most incredibly wonderful things. But what she's done for me personally personally is is really if i had to say what's the reason why i'm doing what i'm doing today what's the reason why my marriage is back together the reason why my family is back together the reason why i'm doing what i'm doing it's because of my faith and trust in this next woman this next woman so buckle up everybody i just i can't wait for you to meet her so welcome anna we're so glad to have you here Oh, thank you so much, Debbie. I'm so honored to be here. Very oh. excited to talk with you today. Yeah. And, you know, so often I talk about, of course, betrayal, because that's the the nature of the show and ways to heal around betrayal. But this episode is different because we're really kind of focusing on my betrayal. And, you know, I remember being so hard hit. And, and for those listening, you know, I had my family betrayal. And then, of course, my husband. And that was the shocker of all shockers. And I remember thinking explicitly, I don't trust, certainly him, I don't trust myself, at least let me trust in the universe. And Anna seemed to have this direct line <laughs> to, the, to the universe. And, um, and I just remember seeing her with so much confusion and so much uh, sadness and everything else that goes with it. But do you remember that first time I saw you, Anna, and, and what we kind of talked about those in those early days? Yes, very much so. Um, first, let me start off by saying that the, your your personal evolution. I mean, how many years has it been that we've been working together? A couple of years, three years? Three, a little over three. Uh-huh. A little over three years. Yeah. So the transformation from then till now is absolutely amazing. But I want to just start by saying that that is not necessarily a reflection of me. That is a reflection of you. Because my only job is to help you tap into what you already are, to uh, to the essence of your being, uh, that we tend to forget when we're in trauma 
or when we're stuck in our pain. So I would say when I first met you, you were stuck in the pain mm-hmm. and see past the pain. And really we're looking or searching for why did this happen? There was more of, um, and this happens for a lot of us. There was more of this victim uh, energy. So when I first met you, that's where I would say you were, but you had the willingness, that's a very important word, to go outside of the victim mentality and start to ask the really important questions, which is, if I created this situation, let's say even prior to my birth, if me and at uh, the time you were coming to me about the betrayal that you experienced between in your marriage, uh, that was your main reasoning. Uh, mm-hmm. You also came because you, you, you had a calling within you uh, to serve and to teach. Um, and at that time, that calling had nothing to do with betrayal. Mm-hmm. We, we saw the evolution of it from that. But you were willing to look into the pain and to ask the serious questions and, and willing to sit with those questions and do the work. So I would say when, when, you, when I first met you, I, I definitely think you were stuck in the pain and stuck in the betrayal. And I remember one of our earliest conversations where uh, you did a soul contract and I had no idea what a soul contract was. And, and that's where you said, oh my gosh, you have no idea how the two of you were in cahoots here planning this because he needed to crash and burn to become the husband and father that he was meant to be. And you needed to 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 feel something at such a deep level so you can heal from it and do this work and you'll have a center one day and you'll be writing books. And And I thought you were full-blown crazy. And I, I have to share with everybody listening, every single thing that Anna said has happened. I mean, here I am at the PBT Institute, which is a real place. I've had a home-based business forever um, and, and everything else. And it's so true. It's from that deep place of knowing that I, you can't help but teach it. And you saw that back then. Yes. Well, so to, just to help people understand that is, again, our pain is temporary. That is not the essence of who we are. My job, by the, and, I, and I'm going to say by the grace of the universe, because I had to go through my own very deep, very personal trauma for many years to get to a place where I could look at another person's soul in compassion and be able to be guided into their potential and to who they really are. Because we're not our pain. We're, we're not. So when I was able to, to work with you psychically, and I don't even like to use that word because it has so, so, so many memes attached to it. So let's just use the word intuitively or vibrationally. I was able to to see into your energy, the, the totality of it. Who are you really? What is a soul contract? A soul contract is this understanding that before you're born, you are a vibrational being uh, that is looking for learning, growth, and expansion of consciousness. So you choose to come into a body, into the earthbound, to have experiences like an explorer, like an astronaut, and use those experiences to get closer to the God energy, to the divinity that you actually are, and to express and experience love in all different forms. But the, here's the kicker, <laughs> right? <laughs> in order to, for us to do that, we have to experience the polarity of life, the yin and the yang. So for instance, we cannot have moments of deep clarity 
until we first have moments of deep confusion. We cannot have moments of the deepest unconditional love until we first experience things like betrayal, betrayal of self or betrayal from another or indifference. So we're really in this, the earthbound is really a world of polarity, but that polarity has a very deep purpose. So in soul contracts, we don't see obstacle or let's just say pain as a bad thing. We actually see it as a grand opportunity that your soul set forth way before it even was incarnated in this lifetime. So when I look at a soul contract for you, for instance, I never saw this betrayal as an obstacle. I saw it as this grand opportunity. And what I saw was that for your husband, who at the time was very ego identified. He had no sense of self, no realization of self. So he was lost in himself, lost in things, lost in money, lost in uh, his reputation and needed that to be filled, right? It was Mm -hmm. like an addiction. Mm -hmm. So the only way for him to get out of that or for him to see the opposite side of that, because now we're talking about polarity, right? So what's the opposite of the ego identification? It's spirit identification, soul identification. So how how did he choose to go on that journey? Now, there's many aspects to that. So I'm not saying that the betrayal that uh, you experienced with him in the marriage is the only avenue towards self-realization for him. But it certainly was, I want to say, a good 80% of it. Mm -hmm. Because... He loved you so deeply and your children so deeply that it had to take losing the one thing or possibly losing the one thing that meant the most to him to force him to be willing to look in the mirror, to look at the shadow. And and here's where I want to just stop you because so a few things we're so afraid of that chaos. We're so afraid of the pain. And my gosh, there is nothing worse than pain. I mean, than some sort of trauma, but it's so true with that willingness, we see that it serves some kind of purpose. And I also want to make sure everybody knows it's not the scenario with everybody. It doesn't always happen that there's this major wake up call on both sides. And I, and I totally recognize that and I acknowledge it. But it's in that wake up for for him losing everything and me losing everything. You've heard me talk about the death and rebirth. And it can that rebirth can only happen when there's the death of the old to allow for the rebirth of the new. Can you speak to that a little bit? Definitely. Um, well, again, I think it comes back to that understanding of, of polarity. You know, as human beings, we need to be pushed, Debbie. We do. Okay. Mm-hmm. We like to stay in the safe, comfortable spaces. We just do. That's just a part of uh, what we know. We like it there. So sometimes when we're not listening, because our soul is always telling us what we need to do next. It's always pointing toward the growth, but that doesn't mean we want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mean- mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to we have to create or manifest, and of course we're probably doing this subconsciously. I do believe that it's a combination of the contracts that we created prior to birth and the subconscious that's living in the present moment. Because as you know, we're we have karma that we're accumulating every moment of the day, not just karma that we um, incarnated with. Mm-hmm. And when I say the word karma, I just want to make sure that I make it clear what that word means, because to me, karma is not gloom and doom, and it's not judgment, and it's not punishment. It's literally, as you know, in the Sanskrit uh, translation for karma is just action. 
It's just action. So we put forth these actions, whether prior to birth or while we're here, that have this energy to them that will inevitably give us the opportunity to experience pain. Mm-hmm. But that pain has a purpose behind it. Understand? And there's something uh, kind of comforting, I guess, knowing that that pain has a purpose. And if we could just hang on to that. But you know what I see so often when it comes to betrayal, we turn down our intuition. But We're so busy doing and, and thinking and not feeling and being. And that's something that you see all the time. And, and you can, I know you, you help me strengthen my own intuition. But when I didn't feel it, I was sort of leaning on you for that. But how do we learn to trust in our intuition again? Okay. What can we do? Yeah. So, so so let's let's talk about you from I'm gonna use you mm-hmm. as an talking about your your personal experience. So let's just start with this. The only way to really become uh, have a collaboration or create a friendship with our own intuitive self is to be willing to see whatever it brings up because the issue is, and I'm not talking about psychic stuff right now, because there's a very different, those are two very different energies to me going into the, the energy and tapping into something that you might want to see in the future. But the intuition you're talking about is that, that part of yourself, that, that, that GPS system that you have within yourself in any situation that's telling you, you should leave here or you should stay here or something's not right here. That's really the intuitive voice that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The reason why people don't listen to it or they block lock it out or they numb it is because they're afraid of what it's going to say because they're afraid of it because it it might not say what they want it to say. For instance, with you, you did not want to hear that your husband betrayed you. You didn't want to see that. Of course you wouldn't want to see that. So it took some time for us to sit with each other in our sessions, Debbie, where you were finally willing to go, wait a minute. He really did do this. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have the evidence outside, but I also have the evidence inside. I feel it. I know it. But in the beginning, even though you knew it, it's like you didn't really want to know it. So you Mm -hmm. tried to numb it. Mm -hmm. So I would say that the more comfortable that we become with whatever is, because whatever is, is not always rainbows and daffodils. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's darker than that. And we have to be willing to see that. And I like what you said before, we have to be willing to sit with that. We have to be willing to allow that aspect to be the teacher that it actually is. So I would say that if you want to really get in touch with your intuitive voice, that is your GPS system that's constantly guiding you, you have to be willing to step into all aspects of what is, whether you see it as good or bad. And you have to, trusting it is another avenue though. I think that's another Mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. How do you trust? Okay, so first now I know what I'm feeling. I'm willing to feel this, whether it's good or bad. Now, how do I trust in it? That's where faith comes in. But for me, faith is not, a lot of people I think in, in, in this day and age think faith means everything. I'm going to have the faith that everything is going to work out the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. That's not real faith to me. So I am an interfaith minister. I was in a seminary for three years. And one thing I can tell you I took from seminary was that faith is about knowing. It's the knowing that no matter what shows up at my door, I am strong enough. I am willing enough to sit with it. I will grow from it. I will learn from it because I know that the universe 
and myself are in a collaboration and that whatever is manifested is really for my highest good, even if I don't like it in the moment. And that takes a ton of trust because when when these dark days show up, it's really hard to say this is in my this is for my highest good. And we're just looking at the very humanness of this stinks. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but if you think about it, Debbie, especially for you, you're an example of this. I'm an example of this. My darkest moments have led me right here with you today and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I would not exchange any of the trauma that I experienced in the past because it, it, it gave me the wisdom it gave me the appreciation and gratitude. It gave me the knowledge. Uh, it gave me downloads of amazing information that I eventually turned into classes and workshops, just like you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, where the, that, that's the gold. I call it the gold. That's the gold coin. And, you know, you hear that from so many different thought leaders where they say it was, it, you know, that they they tell their story and of their darkest times, the, the, the hardest moments ever. And it's from the the sort of the hero's journey of how to, he, you know, what they did to navigate through that. And that's what they're teaching. You know, they found a way out, a way through, whatever. And that's what they're teaching us how to do. And I know that that's what led you to, to the work that you're doing. So how did you know then, let's say how far to, what to share with me, how far to push me? Is there some sort of formula that you get when you're when you're working with someone to know like okay this is safe to share this isn't she's doing okay with this she's not yeah, yeah. Uh, that's actually a really great question um, first I want to say uh, as in pertaining to what you just said I call it the gold in the trauma you got to find the gold in the trauma but as uh, the question that you just asked this is actually a skill that really has to be learned. First of all, I entered seminary because of the question you just asked because mm. prior to that. I was uh, an intuitive coach, a medium, and I found that it was not enough to have this ability or to have this skill to go into the energy and read the energy, that I needed to have real counseling skills. And I needed to understand that because you're working with people in their deepest moments and they're trusting you onto that. I would say it's very different with each client. I would say that what I do is I do my best to try to understand where they are. what are they willing to accept in that moment? That's really the question that I ask myself is, is this person really capable? Are they ready to hear the truth? And it's not that we will withhold the truth, but I might not go as deep or I might not show you every aspect of it if I don't think at that moment that you'll even you're, you'll even be willing to accept it. So I guess I could give you an example, a quick example of that. I had a client that came in once that was uh, ill and she wanted to release the illness. She wanted to do Reiki. She wanted to do other modalities. And after working with her for several weeks, I said to her, listen, this is a, the work that we're doing is not going to work unless you recognize your deepest shadow that is connected to your illness. Mm. So she was not ready to hear what that shadow was. I knew she wasn't, but I also knew that if I continued to work with her and enable her, I wasn't willing to do that either. So I decided to share it with her in a very compassionate and loving way. And in this particular situation, she was um, being supported financially by her family mm-hmm. because of the illness. And she was well in her late 30s. So I said to her, what if I said to you, you are not willing to release this illness because it's serving you. 
because at the end of the day, you are being financially cared for. And if you chose to step into your power and get better, you won't have that lifeline financially and you're going to have to go out there and create the lifeline for yourself. Now, I will say in the beginning, um, she did not like that. She did not believe that. She was a little upset. And two weeks later after that, she called me crying and said, you know what? You're 100% correct. She said, but I want to tell you that I've sat with it and I've decided that I am not willing to change that. And I respected that. And I said, okay, if you ever are, come back. Wow. Uh, But for you, Debbie, you... I never really saw you not willing, to be very honest. You were always willing. And I think that may speak to betrayal because we've been so blindsided and the trust has been shattered and there's so much we feel we don't know. So I I remember, you know, in my case, it was like, well, I feel like I don't know so much. So whatever you can tell me, coupled with, I just have an amazing interest in all these topics anyway, you know, just all intuitive things and everything, energy, psychology, you know, I love. So I think it was the combination of feeling that there's so much I don't know and a willingness and, and you know, curiosity. Right. Maybe that's think- why. I think what's important though is I always tell you, you're one of my favorite clients and I'm going to tell you why, because you do not come into the office to see me wanting me to give you the answers. That's not your purpose. And that's not what I do. So when people come and, and, and expect that, because the minute they see that word intuitive or psychic, that's what they think. Um, and I have to explain to them, that's not what I do. What you really wanted was just someone to coach you intuitively uh, show you the aspects of yourself that maybe you were not seeing, the aspects of your husband that maybe you were not seeing. But we did it in both ways. If you think about it, we didn't just show you the the, the dark sides of it. We also pointed, as you spoke about earlier uh, in this session, where it could potentially lead you, the gold in the journey, which was from the very beginning, I said, you are going to be a writer. You're going to be an author. You're going to be a speaker. And I said, you're going to be big. I was like, you're going to be really big and you're going to change people's lives. And it's going to be a result of this experience. So I think that there's a little bit of both here. So we don't just show people the aspects that need to change and the shadows that they need to look at. But I, 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 what I love about the work is that we're able to, to say, if you can, if mm-hmm. you're willing, Look at the gold in the journey that could possibly manifest if you step into this. So I think that it's a little bit of both. And I have to tell you, in those darkest days, you have no idea what those those positive things that that you saw, what kind of hope that gave me. Because you do, you feel so hopeless. Life as you've known it no longer exists. You don't know what's what's ahead and you don't know what to hold on to. And especially, you know, we, we've we've created, let's say we've created our families and our work and everything else. And now it's like, uh-oh, what just happened to everything that I've grown used to, that I counted on, that I trusted? So you seeing things and telling me the possibility of what this could lead to gave me, I think it gave me enough hope to keep trying. Yes, yes. Well, it it, it also gave you faith. It gave you, you had faith in the process, in the discovery process, in the shadow process. Right. Because a lot of times when we're really in that shadow, we need that little glimpse of light. We need to see where it could possibly go for us to keep going. So I do agree with that. When When you would come to me, I think that when we just when 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 you first were introduced to the idea that maybe you and Adam, your husband, actually 
created this situation even before you were born, that this was actually meant to happen in order to help uh, both of you expand. Um, how did you first react to that idea? I thought you were crazy. That was the <laughs> first, I thought you were crazy. But there was something about it that, that I really, and, and I've mentioned this before on other shows where um, I always felt just because I don't understand something doesn't mean it's not true. And I remember leaving you thinking, what if that's true? Because betrayal went against every single belief I had ever formed. It was always something that was so 100% totally against everything, everything I had ever uh, agreed with, gone along with ever. And to think that here I am somehow accepting on some level this situation in order to create something new was so, that was the most, that was one of the hardest things ever. But thinking that this was for a bigger purpose, and you and I have spoken about this, it wasn't even enough for me to heal personally. I said, the, the injustice of it, and that's a word I said to you many times, the injustice of it was so gigantic for me that I said, if I can heal from this, I will have to just do my best to help heal as many people as I can. Mm. So now where are you now with the justice? Where are you now with this feeling of needing justice? You know, it's so interesting because I see what the work is doing. It's helping so many people every single day. I see the work that he's doing. He is, there's, it doesn't seem like there's a cell of him that's, you know, a remainder of who he was. So seeing who he is showing up every day, seeing what it's done to my kids. I mean, I have four best friends now as kids because of what they've been through together. Um, seeing just what we've become as a family, everything is different. But it was, again, the the only word I can think of, honestly, Anna, it's willingness because it it is, it does, it goes so against, you know, what I believe in. I believe in honesty. I believe in authenticity. I'm just, you know, that's who I am. So none of that made sense. But the thought of, okay, this was for a bigger, a bigger purpose and hang on to that because maybe it's true. That was the faith I needed. Well, I will also say you have the four of the greatest children. I've met them. (laughs) Uh, I love them all. Um, The fam, well, I think also what you and your family were able to do because not all families can do this, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Some families, because now we're talking about, and we're going to extend the soul contract now, because now we, we just talked about the contract between you and your husband, but now you're bringing four children into it. So now we have, you all have a soul contract together. You're a soul family. So if we extend on that, even your children knew what they were signing up for. They knew they were going to experience that. And they each decided what the gold was going to be in that lesson. So they had to see their parents go through this. They've had to see their parents make decisions and choices. They've had to see their parents go do the inner therapeutic work to create change, to bring the the harmony back into the family unit. That in itself is is a really amazing lesson for them. So I'm sure that each one of them has also learned something very specific unto them from this experience as well. Oh, a hundred percent. And and I know so often there are so many instances where people choose not to tell their kids or um, they just don't want to involve the kids. And and, and I, I understand that. And um, this was actually before I even had a second to think about it. Adam was the one who told them, you know, I think he was just so ready just to 
heal this right. or whatever. And, and they all responded so differently. I mean, think about that. What an amazing step for him as a soul, your husband, because here's a man who was completely ego identified, which means that his main concern was what he looked like to everybody else, you know, how mm -hmm. they perceived him and willing to be the most vulnerable anyone can be is to sit in front of their children and admit that type of betrayal and be willing to take responsibility for that, show his emotion, show his regret. That's it. So that in itself is a transformation step. Mm. And, and, and I... He taught your sons, your two sons in that moment, something very valuable, very mm. valuable. Yeah. So this is what we mean by soul contracts. Each one of you is expanding from the situation, growing, transforming, and, and creating new levels of understanding, new boundaries, new levels of expectation, new levels of acceptance. And that's really what soul, con soul contracts are really all about. That's, and that's and it's so true because it's a, it's such a different, it's an entirely different marriage, an entirely different family. I mean, there's really nothing that's similar to the way it was. And, and I think you were at the event where he had spoken. All of a sudden, he's a spiritual uh, speaker now. <laughs> you know? I remember that because I went up to him after and I was like, Adam, that was absolutely amazing. First of all, he was so funny. Uh, and so relatable, but you could see and feel the enthusiasm that was coming from him. And once again, I was, I was flawed. I was like, Oh my God, you know, first I was flawed with you and then I'll, now I'm flawed with him. Uh, so yes, I, we're watching him step into his potential and his truth and vulnerability is truth. And to me, we can't love, love the core of love is vulnerability. That's what it is. And, you know, and that was always something I shied away from. It was terrifying. And I remember hiding behind, I really was, I was hiding behind my study. Because the study really, I mean, groundbreaking study. We made all these discoveries. It was so exciting. But I wasn't ready to share. And I think I mentioned this to you once. I said, because you, you had asked me if I'm going to be talking about it, let's say, in my book or on the stage. And, and I said, you know, uh, I remember, I, I believe it was uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who we both know, uh, just we've we've studied his work, and I remember saying, I think it was Joe, who's Dr. Joe, who said, uh, "An experience without the pain is wisdom," and I said, "I'm waiting for the wisdom," mm. and I just wasn't ready. And then you had recently seen a video that I shared where that was the first time from a stage where I where I mentioned it, and it was terrifying. Well, it's so interesting because do you remember, and I don't remember which session, which reading you came in for, because you came in for many of the last mm -hmm. week, but you were sitting uh, with me and you kept saying, what are my next steps in my career? Why isn't this working? Why don't I feel like it's flowing? And do you remember what I said to you? Do you remember? Share it. I said to you, it's because you're not willing to be vulnerable. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I said, you're not willing to be raw. You're not well, willing to put it out there. I said, and that's what you need to do for this to go where you want it to go. And you struggled with it for a while. You kept telling me, I don't know if I want to share this, but I always said to you, if you don't share your truth and be completely transparent, all of this means nothing with your work. It, it won't gain the momentum because people want to see that in you because it's in them too. And it becomes an aspect of self that they see, a reflection of self that they see in you. And we talked about that uh, a lot in your uh, mm -hmm. session. 
And I, yeah, and I remember, uh, and this is something that everybody listening can relate to because it is, it's scary. It's, there's shame, embarrassment, judgment, pity, all of these things that go along with it. And that's uncomfortable. But I remember seeing clients on a one-on-one and seeing the transformations that they were experiencing because I was sharing with them and seeing that made me realize, you know what? it's it get out of the way get just get out of the way and it was when it was really what between what you had said working myself up to it doing my own healing and really when you know when my coach said you're hiding behind just study stop mm-hmm. 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 because you you well for me when I saw you it was more of this I want to share but I don't want to make myself too vulnerable so I'll just share this much mm-hmm when we were channeling in the, in the reading, spirit kept saying, no, that's not how this works, Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to choose that. We gave you this experience. You have transformed from it. Now you need to share that transformation, but you can't share that transformation without the most important details, the right. most important uh, part of the process. But when I saw that, you, you mentioned that, that speech that you, you, where you first spoke about it and I saw that you, you sent it to me. Um, and I told you I cried. I cried because I have been working with you for many years. I remember the woman who was afraid to say it and watching you on that stage say it with such, I want to say, um, soul behind it and, and authenticity. I cried and I told you that I texted you. I said, mm. Debbie Silver, that was amazing. <laughs> and it was, it was, and I speak, you know, I speak a lot and that was by far the scariest talk I had ever, ever, ever done. So, well, Anna, okay, yeah. go ahead. no, so I was right, going to, okay. <laughs> you know, you go, go ahead. So right there, you just, you just solidified something that we're talking about. We, we, we said in the very beginning of this um, talk that true authenticity has to come from the place of vulnerability. We talked about that pain. We were talking about the pain. We're talking about how, how do we sit in that pain? And if you think about it, you just said that was the scariest moment, but that's the moment where the true transformation for you happened and the flow came in you stepped in your potential. You could have never stepped into that potential if you did not in that moment, get to that space of vulnerability. Mm. You hear so when, that, everybody listening? You have to be vulnerable. It's yeah, terrifying. It's, it's terrifying, but that, but that's what soul contracts are. Because the the aspect that we see as an obstacle, that we see as pain, brings us to our greatest gifts, our greatest potential, and our greatest level of compassion for ourselves, for others. It, it brings us into the sense of the greatest love. For instance, I I, I always say. I never knew what love was until I had to take care of my father. Mm. And I still take care of him today. Uh, but learn taking care of him during lung cancer, during uh, becoming blind, uh, losing his hearing, uh, all the little things that we've, all the things we've had to go through over the last five years, I learned the true face of love. Mm. And it was in, in the vulnerability of that. Because that vulnerability brought me to a, a space with him that I had never experienced before. And it also brought me to this, uh, this space of learning how to be truly selfless. Right. So, and I think for you, that space was created through the contract that you had with your husband to experience this betrayal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't believe we're out of time. Anna, what do you, I, I really, I could 
talk to you all day. What do you, what do you want to make sure everybody knows before we wrap up? Um, well, if they, if they, if they're interested in soul contracts, there's so many ways to learn about them. Um, what I would say, you can go onto my website at annamiranda.net. Um, there's a lot of information there. They can book a session, they can take classes, but really what, uh, if I was to give them a message, Mm -hmm. um, the message that I would like to say is that inside of each one of us is a beautiful, vibrant spirit that is always looking for ways to express itself. However, sometimes in order for us to discover that, we have to be willing to step inside this idea that maybe prior to my birth, all of the things that were the most painful were really gifts that I gave to myself to allow myself to to be on a journey of the unfoldment of my potential. That's really what, what I would want to say. And the more willing you are to, to be in that unfoldment, to experience it, uh, the more you're going to, like I say, get the gold in the journey, gain the gold from the journey. That's a beautiful message. And and what I would suggest to everybody is, even if this sounds a little a little odd to you and you don't, you know, you don't fully understand it, if you're experiencing a betrayal or something just doesn't feel right, there's and you just don't, you don't trust yourself. You don't, you don't know what's going on or you can't make sense out of it. This is exactly what these amazing healers and thought leaders like Anna are here to do. So, I mean, I can't recommend Anna enough. It's truly, like I said, the reason why I'm, my family is intact, not even intact, new and improved. And the reason why I'm doing, you know, the work I'm doing today. So Anna, I want to thank you so much for being here today and for just so much more. You're truly a gift. Thank you. You're a gift and you're always going to be one of my favorite clients. <laughs> really, you have so many wonderful things to, to give to the world. It's truly an honor to see you blossom the way that you have. I have so much respect for you. Um, and I truly, truly know that you're going to do such amazing things for people. And you do amazing things for me too every day just by being in my life. So I thank you so much and appreciate you having me on today. Oh, thank you. So there you have it. Our darkest moments are there to teach us something. And with a willingness to move through the pain, we can find out what that something is. Stay in touch with Anna by going to annamiranda.net and we'll have all of her links in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Vulnerability can be terrifying, but in that vulnerability lies your greatest strength. Think about any situation you were afraid to face then you did. Maybe you were afraid to have that difficult conversation, but it cleared the air. Maybe uh, you were afraid to speak up, but it led to something you never expected. Or maybe you were afraid to ask for support, but that support gave you the strength to heal. This stuff isn't easy, but it's so worth it. And because it's hard, let me give you a gift. Head over to pbtinstitute.com to receive my gift of how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift. And let it support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. Breakthrough.